Hello and welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Today is Thursday, February 13th, and the Bruins defeated the Montreal Canadiens 4-1 to last night. You love to see it. David Pasternak with the hat-trick, his 40th goal of the season, as well as his 41st to take over the goal-scoring lead in the NHL. We'll get to that in a moment, as well as some news and notes from around the NHL and an updated look at all the President's Men, which is my look at the top five teams in the NHL vying for the President's Trophy uh, this season. First, I'd like to remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at ENC McLaren. You can also follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available on all podcast uh, platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, uh, Pocket Casts. If you are an Apple user, uh, I would uh, encourage you to leave a rating and a review. That would be very much appreciated. Uh, I'm actually off work today and enjoying a quiet day at a nice country inn, but there are no days off from the podcast. And here we are recording from the confines of this cozy room with a gas. Is that gas fireplace? And uh, my wife reading here beside me. Uh, Lauren, what were your thoughts on the game last night? (laughs) I missed it. Sorry. That's not quite true. You saw glimpses of it, and I pointed out when David Pasternak scored. What what were your impressions of his performance last night? How, How great is he? Well done. He um, scored a hat-trick, and as he was celebrating, he actually helped clean up uh, hats off the ice. Is that something that you appreciate? Sure. Good job. Oh, my gosh. Well, insightful commentary from my wife. Thank you for that contribution to the podcast today. As I mentioned, uh, yeah, the Bruins won last night, and they were powered by David Pasternak's hat-trick. Patrice Bergeron also chipped in a empty net goal, uh, and the Bruins won four to one with the hat trick. Uh, Pasternak not only reached the forty goal mark for the first time in his career, but he also hit forty one, passing both uh, Washington Capitals forward Alex Ovechkin and Toronto Maple Leafs center Austin Matthews to take over the NHL lead in goal scoring uh, with uh, forty one. Uh, so it's pretty cool to uh, see him take over the Richard Trophy lead in a game against the Montreal Canadiens uh, with the hat-trick and ultimately the win, uh, which was pretty cool. I think uh, I saw a stat saying that Pasternak has had a share of or the outright lead of the goals race for 110 days uh, this season. Matthews and Pasternak... Uh, sorry, only three other players have done so far at least uh, 10 days. That would be uh, Alex Ovechkin, 11 days, Austin Matthews, 13 days, and James Neal with 14 days back at the very beginning of the season when he was scoring goals for the Edmonton Oilers. And he's fallen off, but the other two have remained. Um, yeah, what can we say about Pasternak, I mentioned, uh, he celebrated the hat trick by helping clean up some hats on the uh, ice. That's just the kind of guy uh, that he is. Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy said after the game that, um, you know, 
Pasternak had still been contributing uh, a lot in recent games. Uh, despite not scoring, he had lost the goals lead, as I mentioned, but he had been racking up some assists, and he's now actually tied with Connor McDavid for uh, second in total points this season with 81. Um, Bruce Cassidy said he's never had that selfishness, so good for him. I think it's what makes him a special player, and especially at a young age, because sometimes it takes a while to learn those sort of traits, but he's had a good character since he walked in the door, and I think it will continue to grow. Uh, it's a big reason why I think Pasternak is not only in line to um, challenge for the Richard Trophy as the NHL's top goal scorer, uh, but he could also um, walk away with Hart Trophy uh, nomination and perhaps even a win this season, especially if he keeps climbing up the Hart uh, Ross Trophy race. I think he's still. Uh, seven or eight points behind Leon Dreisaitl, but um, uh, it's not out of the question that he might uh, catch him as well. The first goal was set up by an incredible uh, rush by Brad Marchand, uh, who said that Pasternak has become an elite player in the league. The fact that he's been able to continue to find ways to score when teams are really zoning in on him is very impressive. There's very few guys in the league that can do that, and he consistently puts up with the abuse and guys shadowing him. His ability to find ways to score in different situations, it's very impressive. And Marchand even credited his defensive game, which is continuing to come along. And he's going to be a hell of a player for a long time in Marchand's estimation. Speaking of Marchand, he got in a bit of trouble last night, uh, sparring with Canadians defenseman Jeff Petrie, uh, spearing him in the stomach. Uh, he received a minor penalty for that. I don't think there'll be uh, any supplemental discipline, but he could receive a fine for that. Zidane Chara was also mixing it up with Canadians def- uh, forward. Brendan Gallagher a lot, uh, cross-checking him in the face at one point, uh, which um, you know I don't condone, but don't necessarily uh, hate either. Uh, Especially, yeah, just the Canadians are just uh, annoying. Hey. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm just being honest here. Um, Pasternak is the first Bruin since Glenn Murray in 2002-03 to reach the 40-goal plateau. Now, Murray had 44 that season. Um, he's also the f- first Bruin to reach 40 goals uh, in... I'm not saying this right. He did... 40 goals in 58 games, which is the fewest by a Bruin since Cam Neely did it in 36 games back in uh, 93-94. It's a huge honor, especially in an organization like the Bruins. With a history like that, Pasternak said, uh, 40 goals is something I haven't accomplished yet in my career, so obviously excited, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates, and big thanks to them. He's always quick to credit his teammates, put the team first, which is Another thing that uh, we all love about uh, our boy, David Pasternak. Assuming he stays healthy, David Pasternak now has uh, 24 games in which to reach the 50-goal mark. So he needs nine goals in 24 games, uh, which seems very doable um, at this point in the season. Hopefully he stays healthy enough to uh, play the balance of the season and uh, reach that mark. Uh, for the first time in his career, obviously, since he's 
never hit 40 uh, to, to date. Um, the Bruins are now off until uh, the weekend where they will have a another back-to-back weekend matinee situation, which is uh, kind of lame, but that's the way the uh, schedule makers decided to do it. They'll play Detroit on Saturday at 1 p.m., at home, and then they'll go to New York to play the Rangers uh, at Madison Square Garden at 3.30 p.m. on Sunday. Um, the Bruins uh, obviously improved their record last night, improved their standing atop the Atlantic Division and uh, the NHL. Uh, so let's now take a moment to update the NHL uh, power rankings, a segment I like to call All the President's Men. All the President's Men is where I look at the NHL's top five teams and see who's uh, in contention to uh, take home the President's Trophy at the end of the season, which may or may not be a good thing based on recent history. The President's Trophy winners uh, don't always, as we know, go on to win the Stanley Cup. And last year, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, were swept in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. What did you think of that series last year, Lauren? Pardon, I missed the question. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> this uh, season, who are we going to put in number five at this point in the season? Uh, let's go. I like to look at both points and point percentage because point percentage gives a uh, kind of a clearer view of where teams stand with the number of games that they have played to date. Uh, so at number five right now, I'm going to put the Colorado Avalanche. They have 72 points, record of 33, 16, and 6. Uh, they're a point back of the St. Louis Blues uh, in the race for the Central Division crown, but they get the edge uh, due to the fact that they have one fewer game played and therefore um, better point percentage, and they also have a far greater goal differential uh they're at plus 46 while the st louis blues are at plus 18 it's not a definitive measure but uh, obviously the point of hockey is to score more goals than the opposition and the avalanche are third in the nhl in that category at plus 46 um so i'm giving the avalanche fifth spot uh in all the president's men this week lauren do you agree i do thank you Number four, we're going to put the Pittsburgh Penguins. They have 74 points to date, a record of 34, 15, and 6, uh, 673 point percentage. They're fourth in terms of points and point percentage. They were also recently boosted by the acquisition of Jason Zucker from the Minnesota Wild. And although he didn't make much of an impact in his first game, it's completely understandable and will give him some time to gain cohesion with Sidney Crosby. Uh, the uh, Penguins are also fourth in goal differential at plus 32. So add it all up. Uh, fourth place seems like uh, the logical spot to put them this week. Number three, we're going to put the Washington Capitals. Uh, if we look at point percentage, they are also third in that category. They have a record of 36, 15, and 5 through 56 games. 77 points, which is also third. Um, they have fallen off a bit in terms of the uh, President's Trophy and first place in the East. They're now third in the East and third overall. Um, 
um, their goal differential is plus 30, which is uh, fifth in the NHL as well. So uh, they've lost two in a row here, taken a bit of a hit, um, and seem to be uh, struggling a touch. I don't know if they're maybe um, distracted by Alexander Ovechkin's chase for 700 goals. Um, there's some uncertainty in net as uh, Braden Holtby looks to be giving way to Ilya Samsonov as the starter. It'll be interesting to see what they do come playoff time and down the stretch. Uh, tonight they play the Colorado Avalanche, which is a huge game and uh, should be widely watched. Uh, will be an entertaining one, to be sure. Um, so yeah, Washington in third. Second place, I'm putting the Tampa Bay Lightning they uh, have 79 points, 37-15-5 record. They have a game in hand on the Bruins, uh, three points back. Uh, Tampa Bay does have the best goal differential in the NHL at plus 51. And in terms of point percentage, they're second also to the Bruins at 693. Uh, the Lightning are facing uh, huge uh, injury issues at the moment. The Lightning are set to play the Edmonton Oilers here on Thursday, and they will be without Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Anthony Sorelli, Ryan McDonough. Um, so they'll go with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen tonight. Um, and we all know that McDavid's out for the Oilers, but uh, the Lightning really uh, fighting the injury bug at this point, and that uh, may help the Oilers uh, to be able to, d- to defeat them tonight and therefore... Um, yeah, keep uh, the Bruins three points ahead. So go Oilers tonight. Woo! Um, number one team in the NHL. That leaves our Boston Bruins. Thanks to that win last night, they have a record of 35, 11, and 12 through 58 games. Uh, good for 82 points, which is first overall. Uh, they also have the best point percentage in the NHL and their goal differential currently stands at plus 48, which is just behind uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 51. So, uh, yeah, the Bruins have uh, certainly been playing well as of late. Um, We all know that there are still some moves to be made with this team, but the current roster uh, that, by and large, was the same one that went to Game 7 of the Cup Final last year, continues to play at a high level. All credit to Bruce Cassidy as uh, just a great head coach. It was reminded last night, you know, of the decision to fire Claude Julian a couple years ago. People weren't a fan of that. Uh, We weren't sure how Bruce Cassidy would uh, perform as the Bruins head coach, but he has stepped in and is one of the best coaches in the NHL and should be in consideration for the Jack Adams trophy uh, as the top head coach. So to recap the top five, we're going to go... Colorado in number five, Pittsburgh number four, Washington at three, Tampa Bay at two, and our Boston Bruins at number one. What do you think about that, Lauren? It's very exciting. Thank you. I agree. I always like to qualify this list with a quick look at some more advanced stats to see where the Bruins rank in terms of Corsi four percentage, which is um, shot attempts uh, per game as well as uh, XG, which is shot uh, quality, more of a look at shot quality. Uh, Corsi percentage, the Bruins are 11th in 5-on-5 play, 
50.88. So that's up almost a percentage point uh, from maybe a month ago. Uh, so it's nice to see the Bruins uh, elevating their game at 5-on-5 five five in terms of attempts. Uh, if we look at XG percentage, the Bruins are uh, also 11th at 51.71, and that's up as well. Uh, the Lightning are second in terms of XG. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights are first, actually, 54.96. Uh, the Lightning at 54.08. Uh, in terms of shot attempts, the Lightning are uh, sixth at 52.26. The Maple Leafs, 52.5. Um, the Bruins are still a, a high PDO team, 101.9. Uh, they're second to Colorado and Tampa Bay. Uh, we all know the Bruins have excelled this season based on um, the fact that they have two high-level goaltenders. Their um, uh, power play has also boosted them as well. Um, so yeah, that kind of puts things into context uh, a little bit more there. Um, quick update from last night's game. Zdeno Chara has been fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement for cross-checking Montreal's Brendan Gallagher in the face. Uh, so looks like Marchand has avoided uh, any supplemental discipline, but um, Zdeno Chara fined for cross-checking uh, Brendan Gallagher. Uh, in my opinion, cross-checking people in the head is a big no-no. Lauren, do you agree? Totally. Yes, very dangerous play, and uh, I fully endorse this fine, although it's basically uh, a night out for the Chara family. Uh, $5,000 isn't much uh, when you're a multimillionaire, uh, so that kind of puts it in perspective, but at least there was some uh, discipline levied on him for that. Let's take a look now at some news and notes from around the NHL. It looks as though Toronto Maple Leafs goaltender Frederick Anderson is ready to return to the lineup. Uh, he deemed himself fit to play tonight against, uh, who are the Leafs playing tonight? Boop, boop, boop. They're playing the Dallas Stars at home. So that should be a good game to watch as well. Uh, Michael Hutchinson has been placed on waivers by the team, meaning uh, Anderson resume as starter and um, Jack Campbell will serve as his backup Last night in the NHL, the Vancouver Canucks retired the numbers of uh, likely future Hall of Famers Daniel and Henrik Sedin. In a pregame ceremony, they went on to beat the Blackhawks 3-0. Um, we all know the Sedins don't have a Stanley Cup on their resume thanks to our Boston Bruins in 2011. Uh, but they did have wonderful careers and it was nice to see the Canucks honor them. And uh, yeah, to see the Blackhawks get beaten as well. Uh, they're six points out of the final Western Conference wildcard spot, and uh, I don't hate that, really. Uh, I mentioned the Bruins uh, regaining a three-point lead over the Lightning. Uh, the Canadians are now seven points behind the Maple Leafs for third in the Atlantic, um, and Shea Weber will be out four to six weeks with a lower body injury. Nick Kiprios had said yesterday that it was possibly career-threatening, uh, which is a reminder to um, trust only the A-level insiders at this time of year. Um, an update on Jay Bowmeister, who had a cardiac incident during Tuesday's game against the Ducks. He's undergoing a bunch of tests, 
But Blues GM Doug Armstrong said things are looking very positive. Uh, he, a defibrillator was used to revive Bomeister after he collapsed on the bench during the first period, and the game was subsequently postponed. Um, for more on that, I would encourage you to go back and listen to my episode with Rich Peverly earlier this season. He spoke about um, kind of his experience with that and the work that he's doing now with Pev's Protects uh, and to uh, his quest to get uh, AEDs and defibrillators in every hockey rink. Uh, he's actually hosting an event uh, in Guelph this Friday for uh, the Storm. He's a, a Guelph resident, as I've mentioned, and he brought the cup here when they won. And uh, that game, they have a game every year where they try to raise money for Pev's Protect. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, the uh, Winnipeg Jets agreed to a multi-year contract extension with head coach Paul Maurice. Um, you know, they had an early exit from last year's playoffs, a slow start to this season, uh, but the team has remained competitive despite a depleted defense core and uh, ownership has decided to keep him around, possibly uh, to kind of uh, keep Seattle at bay they might have been looking at him um, as their first head coach. Uh, NBC Sports confirmed Jeremy Roenick will not return as their hockey analyst. He was suspended in December for making inappropriate remarks about his co-workers. Uh, there was some belief that maybe he would kind of bide his time under suspension and return at some point. But uh, honestly, good on NBC for, um, for uh, yeah, not bringing him back after that. You, you just can't do that in regards to your co-workers. Um, let's see what's going on around the rumor mill. Uh, Elliot Friedman released his 31 thoughts. There wasn't really much in the way of uh, Bruins notes in there. Um, he did mention a rumor involving uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Winnipeg Jets and uh, winger Kyle Connor, who the Bruins famously passed over in the 2015 draft. Speculation has the Avs offering up uh, top defensive prospect Bowen Byram uh, as part of a return for Connor. Byram has the potential to be a top-pairing defenseman one day. Uh, the uh, Avalanche have a ton of cap space in advance of the trade deadline. Uh, I don't know if there's much of an appetite on the Jets' end to part ways with Connor, uh, but uh, that would be a, a pretty huge deal if that were to go down prior to uh, the trade deadline. Um, let's see what else is going on here. One other Bruins note to finish off. Jeremy Lozon was recalled yesterday and then sent back down this morning, so he's officially now served his two-game suspension. Um, the fact that he was sent back means that Connor Clifton may soon be able to return to the Bruins lineup. And I personally would love to see him on the third pairing with Matt Grizzlick as a, a right-hand shot uh, in favor of John Moore, who has not looked particularly good in recent games. I believe that's it for today's podcast. Uh, my name is Ian McLaren. I am the host of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Thank you for listening to this special episode featuring uh, just biting commentary and analysis from my wife lauren lauren would you like to sign off thanks for having me today no problem it's been a pleasure thanks for joining me 
Uh, yeah, I hope you have a good rest of your Thursday, friends. We'll check in tomorrow with a preview of the weekend's two games coming up. Um, very big games around the NHL to keep an eye on tonight. I mentioned uh, the Leafs and Stars, Lightning Oilers, and, of course, uh, the Washington-Colorado game will be uh, very entertaining as well. So plenty of hockey to watch tonight. And, uh, yeah, we'll check back tomorrow. Hopefully there's some more trades coming up. Uh, to keep us busy with chatting. If there are any Bruins trades, then uh, rest assured I will jump on with an emergency reaction podcast uh, if and when that takes place. Um, So yeah, take care, friends. Have a good rest of the day.